So I've mentioned this before. Um, people tend to blame me for stuff in the restaurant that I didn't really do. That's because I apologize. But ultimately, other than Beck and Scotty, nobody could really tell me shit. Like, I can't be in trouble by anybody other than those two, and those two have no reason to, you know, put me in trouble or make me in trouble, whatever it is. Because half of the stuff I do, I talk about it with them first. And if I don't, it's probably something that they would normally condone. Sometimes things I do are frowned upon, but for the most part, it's just because I, it's different. I change things, you know, I do things differently. And uh, doing things differently, what it does for everyone is it inhibits you from being stagnant, meaning it enables you to be able to adapt to any kind of environment, roll with any kind of punch, you know, hit any curveball that's thrown at you. Because if you're always changing, you're always preparing for new things. So when indeed those new things happen, and they will, and they do to everyone, you will be more prepared than the person that didn't change all the time. So here's the challenge that I had the other day at the restaurant. Um, the entire dish pit is crammed with dishes to the brim. Like there's shit everywhere. It's like the dirtiest the dishwasher has ever been. And the challenge is you have to do those dishes, but you can't use water. What the fuck? What, what, what am I supposed to use? Magic? Like my love? My love for the restaurant industry is going to wash these dishes? What the fuck are you talking about? I can't use water. Well, apparently there's this massive pipe leak downstairs. And the building guys came over. And, you know, somebody had to get in trouble. Somebody's ass had to be kicked. So the one guy comes over, he's all apologetic and shit. Must have apologized like 25 times before he told me what the fuck he was even there for. I'm like, well, dude, what do you want? He's like, there's a leak downstairs, a massive leak. And we think that it's coming from here. And I was like, well, that's possible. You know, a leak sounds like a pipe burst. He's like, well, I don't see any, you know, we don't have anything crazy up here that's, you know, significant of a, in, indic indicative, sorry, of a, of a burnt pipe, a broken pipe. And he's like, no, it's this pooling water on the floor. And I was like, this can't be the pooling water on the floor because there's, pool, there's water on the floor every day. And today there's a massive leak. Yesterday there was no massive leak. There's no possible way it could be the pooling water on the floor because pooling water is exactly that. It's pooling. It's not fucking water falling. You know, it's pooling. It's, that, that's what it is. It's, it's not a kinetic thing. It's slow. No, but you have to guys clean this up. All right, fine. We'll clean it up. So we cleaned it up. The next day, we weren't allowed to use water until the plumber came and fixed it. The building must have called me seven times, Beck seven times. They called everybody, including Marion, Mother Joseph, and whatever the fuck it was. It's like, dudes, it's your fucking problem. It's your building. Deal with it. I saw the picture of the hole on the pipe. It's pretty big. I don't know how that could have happened. You know, how such a big hole could have been achieved so quickly unless... Someone either hit the pipe with something sharp from underneath, which is highly impossible because it was, you know, behind the sheetrock ceiling that they had to cut through. Or the damage from the pipe came from the internal because somebody thought that putting sodium hydroxide down the drain would cut the grease, which it did, but it also ate the metal that the pipe was um, encompassing the grease. So whoever did that, if they did that, probably were to blame for the leak in the beginning, in the general. I have no idea who that could be, 
But all I can tell you is I know that lie eats through metal now. That day, I got to see the full progression of Beck from being like mid beginning of the day, like okayish, to like persistently being more and more worried, to really worried, to um, possible overload, to overload, and then outburst, shots fired, no bodies, actually one body, and that's uh, he was a self uh, self homicide, so to speak. So. <laughs> The plumber is late, of course. He's not there. The building's already called a bunch of times. Called everyone. Beck's starting to kind of worry a little bit. See, when Beck worries, when he gets nervous or he gets upset, like like when he's stressed out, he his skin gets red. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's almost like a rosacea, but not really. It's like uh, his neck and his cheeks get red. Um, what's his name? Told me about this. Jammy Jam told me about this. Cap, Captain Nostra Batman or something like that. That's what he said he was. And... Uh, so the day before, when all this shit was going down and the, the guys were there, you know, talking about the fucking leaks and schmeeks, whatever, the dishwasher had to stop. And the dishwasher stopped for a while. And by the time it was time to start again, we really didn't need that many dishwashers. So one of the guys volunteered to go home. I said, yeah, you could take off. And then another guy chimed in and said, I would also like to go home early today. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't know who you are. Is this your first day today? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, so you want to go home early on your first day? And he goes, yeah. And I said... You're not going to last a week. And I laughed and I walked away. Everyone chuckled too, except for him. <laughs> but I figured it was going to be, I didn't pinpoint it there. I just said it wasn't going to last a week. Okay. So that was just like general, like that was actually like a Nostradamus general statement. What Jammy Jam did, what Captain Nostradamus did was actually more accurate. He like, he was, he did it to like the minute. He timed, you know what I mean? He like, I walk in the next day and uh, he goes to me, he's like, well, we're definitely going to lose one today at least. And then sure enough, like, I would say like four minutes later, the guy walks up and he's like, I cannot work here anymore. These Spanish guys are talking to me over the fight. I talk, I work in Applebee's. I work at this place. So now I have a dishwasher running down the, the executive chef and the executive sous chef about places that this dishwasher has worked prior and how they're different from the busiest restaurant on the planet. Thank you, bro. We know where we work here, you know? Yeah. Thanks, bud. I love it when these guys like drop names, like the, the guy that quit before him, he dropped the chip. I, I was a dishwasher at Cipriani's. And I was like, great. Why do muscles stain differently than steaks? Like what the fuck are you talking? Who cares? Oh my God. So this guy quits and the Jammy Jam predicts it. Like fucking, so I think that between that, then us manifesting the elevator break. And then I'm pretty sure one of the runners said that the machine is gonna break which we didn't really break we just couldn't use it which i guess is pretty much the same thing we're all getting a little psychic it's crazy like more and more psychic and i think the more we ride this the more we like all believe and agree upon it and all that shit it's gonna happen and we're gonna fucking become a bunch of psychics you know what i mean that'd be cool if you're standing at the restaurant and like, the ticket comes in and you're like medium rare ribeye sliced or just like get mad at the server before the ticket even comes in like how could you fucking ring in a well a butterfly ribeye what is wrong with you Ticket comes in, sure enough, it says butterfly ribeye. Everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So I got I got to see Beck's transition because usually what happens is I either catch him on the good side of the day before he gets pissed off or maybe that's one of the days that he doesn't get pissed off 
or I catch him when he's already like peak, like outburst, and then you know I get to witness the gunfire and people getting fired and crying and shit like that. To that day, I witnessed all of it. And the thing is, is like there's nothing any of us could have done. And believe me, I offered everything I possibly could think of to help alleviate the situation and make my man not so nervous because this dude was really, you know, it's fucking. It's a, you don't have a dishwasher on the busiest night of the week, like what the fuck because some plumber is like two hours away coming from jersey i'm like i came from jersey and beck looks at me he's like yeah well you were late i was like oh shit yeah you're right <clears throat> so i told him then the, the, the plumber of course he's not going to just come directly to the restaurant he's got to go get a part from a store he's got to go talk to poncho the fucking medicine man and dr quinn the medicine woman about the part he's got to get blessed by a rabbi whatever it is. I was, I called him, I said, call the plumber, tell him I'll get the part because I can get there faster on my unicycle and then I'll meet him here already with the part. How hard could it be? It's a pipe. <clears throat> no, no, the plumber already, you know, was already at the shop. So whatever, long story short, <clears throat> Beck has an outburst against, uh, what was his name? What did I forget what we called him? Dora, the explorer. He said something to him at the wrong point and all I heard was I just turned the corner and I just hear Beck being Dora, shut the fuck up. And I was like, ooh, yikes. And then he says, go home. So Dora did neither of those things. He he did not go home, but he definitely didn't talk anymore. That was it for the rest of the day. He was a mute. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I wish I was making this up. But like I said, when I wasn't working for two years, I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have anything to fucking talk about. already figured out by the time I already figured out why Beck was so upset and why I couldn't alleviate his concerns it was already too late and he was already out after the outburst and he was getting ready to leave but I realized it's because it was me that caused this whole fucking thing to begin with you know what I mean had I actually been working at a restaurant and did this Whoever did put the lie in the drains was more than likely to be the blame. But the thing is, is it would have happened anyway. I just, you know, whoever did it perpetuated the the incident. So that's why Beck was probably like, shut the fuck up, Dimitri, and get away from me. Like, you dead dickhead, you're the cause of all of this. So um, I acknowledge that, my bad. I'm just trying to help you know that. But that's the story of my life. You know, we move on, water under the bridge. Beck and I, you know, did some dishes. It was fun. <laughs>